Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. My name is Deanna Laufer, along with my co-host Sam Stern. You'll hear our voice each week. Hello and welcome to another episode of CX Cast. I am your host Diana Laufer here with my co-host Sam Stern. Hello. And today we are joined in the studio by Forrester senior analyst on the customer experience team, TJ Kitt. Welcome, TJ. Thanks for having me. Um, we are going to talk about some of TJ's new research. Um, he's got a report coming out um, called "How to Spur Collaboration Across Your Customer Experience Ecosystem." Mm-hmm. Um, where he writes about collaboration technologies. Is that right? Yeah, but the, I, I would like to think about it in a broader context. So there's the technology, which is enabling. But I think what the report is really trying to get at is the con- the general concept that collaboration as a concept is important to the proper functioning of a customer experience ecosystem. Mm. So... I'll strain an analogy um, in order to, to, to talk about this, but if we think about balancing an equation, um, you know, so if I like chemistry. Ooh, math. Yes. Oh, chemistry. Okay. <laughs> um, um, in the, kind of on the two sides, you have the reactants and you have the outcome. So the outcome would be, you know, the, the customer's experience, which is generated by the confluence of a great culture, um, good interactions with your partners, great interactions with your customers. Something has to enable that, you know, kind of pull those things together and create the bonds. And the way that I have been looking at this from a technological standpoint is if those connections, if those bonds have to be created over a great distance, which they typically do given that your partners aren't always going to be co-located with you, your, your customers certainly aren't going to be co-located, and then in many cases, your employees are distributed, you know, kind yeah. of in different offices, mm-hmm. then there has to be some technological intermediary to, to create those bonds. And so that's where historically um, communications and collaboration technology have played a role. And we see um, in our in Forrester's forecasting you know, speaks to this, that companies invest a lot of money in these technologies. So in 2016, we are projecting that the content and collaboration and communication technology market will be around $10 billion. So it's nothing really to sneeze at there in terms of a total software market. But the question becomes, how well are these technologies applied within businesses and are they actually achieving the goals that companies set out in terms of bringing together those disparate elements of their ecosystems to, to strain the analogy, balance the equation there around customer experience? It's nice to know that not everyone has to sit next to each other to spur collaboration. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yes, obviously there are companies like uh, like Yahoo, which uh, believe deeply in the idea that true collaboration happens when you know individuals are are seated next to one another. But the whole point of having you know these sorts of technologies um, enter into businesses is to allow for communication and allow for interaction to occur even when individuals aren't co-located. So even if you decide that all of your employees should be um, in the same office at the same time, there are going to be instances in which it's impossible to bring those individuals together, to have individuals that are your partners 
co-located with you or your customers co-located with you. And so that's really where, you know, we wanted to start this conversation in this document is really around talking about the confluence of the technology with what businesses are trying to achieve. So whereas you as a company want to deliver good experiences to your customers, whereas that requires lots of people collaborating, coordinating, working together to make that cohesive and integrated and seamless to the customer, whereas those people are not always sitting next to each other, able to hold hands while they work, <laughs> collaboration technologies, right? Yeah. Yes. So what, so what should CX professionals know about collaboration technology use within their business currently, right? Because as you said, $10 billion software market, they probably already have some of these technologies in-house. Right. Well, I, I would, yeah. So I would argue that they have probably the entirety of the portfolio that the market has to offer (laughs) in their businesses at this point in time. Good news, no incremental investment here. (laughs) Right. Well, there's always going to be incremental investment because there's always a new vendor that pops up (laughs) to offer some variation of a a theme, be it team collaboration Mm -hmm. or social collaboration or, uh, you know, messaging and things of that nature. But what's important to note and what we find in our surveys of information workers, so individuals that use a computing device at least one hour a day, is that the actual use of these technologies is is really limited. So while we talk about collaboration technology as a broad portfolio, including things like email, instant messaging, video technologies, and so on, the effective use of these technologies it kind of varies widely within businesses and as a general you know, kind of coherent platform in which everyone can communicate um, there really is only one technology that pops to the top and that's email you're uh, here in 2016 <laughs> to tell us about email i am here in 2016 to reaffirm the okay. importance of email to All business right. operations and it's it's not in the, if you look at the report i mean what we say pretty kind of emphatically is that there are a lot of wind in the sail of email. Uh, you know, it's it's a technology that by its very nature and the standards and protocols that it adheres to allows for it to be something that is commonly used both within your company mm-hmm. but also within your partner's companies and then within your com- within your customers, you know, kind of general usage of communication technology. Everyone's got the email. Everyone's got the email. <laughs> the email. Even the people who call it the email. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, so you have an email chat um, account, but chances are we all don't have Snapchat. So that would That's make right. that a very difficult tool to use if you wanted to facilitate those sorts of communications. Fair enough. Because it is so pervasive – it has been well integrated into a lot of business workflows. So just think about us here at Forrester. You get an inquiry request. You typically respond to that email request, whether you can do it or inquiry request, whether you can do it or not via email. That triggers a workflow that kicks off things in a different system. Mm -hmm. But that all happens because of the tight integrations that we see. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point too, that collaboration means the other person has the tool to be able to use it with you and knows how to use it, right? Exactly. It's comfortable using it. Exactly. So that reduces way down the number of tools <laughs> and that probably accounts to, right? Right. But the problematic thing with email um, that we that we do stress in the report is it's limited and it's limiting. And what I mean by that is when you send a message, the only people that actually receive it are the people that you address it to. And the only people that are privy to the information knowledge 
that is pent up in that message are the people who are designated as recipients. So there isn't the opportunity for the business as a whole to learn from what it is that you are doing or what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then what you fall into the trap of or what can potentially happen is you repeat a lot of effort. There's a lot of uh, duplication of effort, I guess, is the, the more appropriate term. So if I am trying to do a presentation and Diana has done the same presentation, but Diana has only ever communicated that she has done that presentation within the context of her email and she perhaps sends that to Sam mm -hmm. and I'm not on that email chain, then I have no idea that that presentation was done. And therefore, I am going to have to reinvent the wheel to serve our collective customers. And best case, you'd have to take... Diana's time by asking her to exactly. send it to you and share it rather than being able to discover it. Yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so there are technologies that in the collaboration realm that, ha that were designed to try to get over this hump of siloed information mm -hmm. that can hinder the free communication and sharing of ideas and expertise across business. So you see things like uh, Yammer. Uh, which is a which is a microblogging service that's analogous to something like Twitter. You see a lot of the social technologies, wikis. You see threaded conversations. You see profiles that are meant to tell everyone in the business, you know, I have this level of expertise here, the documents that I've created, and mm. so on. The problem that we identify in the report is that those technologies aren't well used. <laughs> <laughs> and there are, there are a number of reasons for that, but dwelling on why they aren't used isn't as you know interesting probably for our user base or our listeners as it is to describe what we think can help turn the tide and create a broader portfolio of, of collaborative technologies to help businesses better serve their customers, better work with their partners, and create a tighter bonds and acculturation across their businesses. So one thing you wrote about in another report was basically customer experience professionals' relationship to technology within their mm -hmm. enterprise, what they own, what they influence, what they have no mm -hmm. say over. I would assume most collaboration technologies <coughs> fall into that latter bucket where they probably have no influence over what kind of, um, whether they have Yammer or, you know, Slack or Google Apps. But you're saying that this is very important to driving the experience for the customer. Right. So how do they insert themselves into that conversation to drive better customer experience? Right, so there's two things that are happening. And yeah. I, I, so I think we should pull them apart. So there is there is the centralized provisioning of technology and businesses. So mm -hmm. there are things that are considered to be kind of backbone infrastructure. Email, because of its, you know, what we just talked about, is yep. backbone infrastructure for a business. Right. But then there are a lot of things on the periphery mm -hmm. that are actually brought in by smaller elements of the business, S elements that the CX professional themselves could be a part of and actually could be directly influencing either as a decision maker, mm -hmm. an economic buyer, or mm -hmm. just someone as part of the team. So if you look at something like Slack, which mm -hmm. gets a lot of press because of the high number of users, as well as the billion-dollar valuation that it has that doesn't hurt, you know, kind of the, the press <laughs> cycle on that one. That is actually a technology that was geared toward teams. It was the, the, the genesis of it was actually as a side project for a bunch of guys trying to make a video game. Oh, interesting. So, so this you know kind of sprang out of people who were you know kind of on the front lines, if you will. You, you know, people working on actual customer problems and then trying to create a communication technology to solve that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of Slack implementations begin with smaller groups of people, people who could be termed customer experience professionals, mm -hmm. reaching for this technology because they don't find what they need in their overarching communication and collaboration portfolio. Yeah. So 
When we think about the role that a customer experience professional can play here, it's twofold. One, you know, as you as we described, is as an influencer. And this gets into some of the work I think, Sam, you'll be working on kind of going forward. It's really understanding the employee journey. Right. Because when I, when I think about an employee journey, I always think about it in context of where it intersects with the customer journey. Mm-hmm. Because it's those moments of truth which are really important to the business in terms of growth, both in terms uh, in the top line and bottom line. So if you think about what you have to do for those employees at those intersection points, it's empower them with information, give them access to expertise, and do so in a way that is abstracted away from their location. And, and so the influence that you can exert there is in explaining how individuals come to those moments of truth where they require this information, expertise, and and freedom of movement. And and that can help the IT department or whoever is making the decisions around that core infrastructure and kind of see what role their investments play as part of that overarching customer experience ecosystem. Mm -hmm. On the other side, in terms of a direct buyer or kind of decision maker around some of these technologies, it's really having an understanding of kind of what part of the experience they own, who works with them at those moments or you know, kind of mm-hmm. in those touch points, and then kind of making some decisions around what it is that will be useful to bring those individuals together. So you see a lot of these sorts of kind of smaller technologies. I mentioned Slack. There are companies like Kotap that have kind of come on, online to help some of these you know, communication issues in, you know, for frontline workers. And so there's, there's a number of things that the CX professional can affect as a buyer in this technology space, which is why we wanted to elevate the conversation here, because there are opportunities um, for the first time, perhaps, you know, for customer experience professionals to acknowledge their role as a technology buyer, technology decision maker, and then you kind of carry forward how they want to behave um, you know, kind of given this insight. Yeah, I think that'll be a new role for a lot of CX pros, but one that it sounds like that there is place for them to step into. So if you want to hear more about that, I would recommend <laughs> that you uh, check out TJ's report, How to Spur Collaboration Across Your Customer Experience Ecosystem. We will link that in the show notes to this report. And I'll uh, put in one more reminder because it came up. Episode 38 of CX Cast is out there with TJ where we talked about uh, the implications of the larger technology portfolio and, and how um, CX Pro should think about that and its impact on customer experience. Yeah, good point. So listeners, if you haven't heard that one yet, check out uh, episode 38. Uh, thanks for joining us today, um, and we'll, we'll see you next time on CXCast. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's CXCast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in this episode in the podcast show notes. For questions or suggestions, please contact me at d-l-a-u-f-e-r at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality. Mm-hmm.